I'm here at the Game Developers Conference in San Francisco, and with me today are two special guests. How about you introduce yourself? Uh, Mel Zard, the producer and designer on Google Mogul. I'm Gabriel Summer, the art lead. And um, what's this game about? Um, so Gogumble Go is a 2D platformer rhythm action game in which Gimbal is racing across this rainbow street line. You make him go as fast as possible. You have to color match the 360 controller buttons to the color-coded line. So if he's on a red part of the line, you got to press the red button and he goes faster and faster and faster. Okay. Uh, you know, throw in some crazy physics that make him do some loop-de-loop stuff and some other toys that kind of propel him forward. The whole thing of the game is to get to the end before time runs out. And what inspired you to you guys to start the game? Um, it originally was just uh, between my friend Steve, who is the lead programmer, that we just wanted to make a cool game that we could show people, you know, be yeah. have a portfolio piece. Um, that, and then that, the initial idea came kind of from an, another abandoned idea in which we were trying to make this Connect the Dots game. Yeah. And it had some color-coded mechanics within there. And we found that the actual Connect the Dots thing was just too out of scope, but the color-coded part was really fun. And the irony, of course, is that we tried to make a very simple game that then blew up in scope, but so maybe. Um, And, you know, with this game, so you started it outside of class then. This was a student project? Uh, Yeah, we started, man, in the summer of 2008. Um completely in our free time, and then it became a student project while we were going to Paul University. It was our senior capstone game. And what were the challenges then of doing the student project, and did you try to turn it into a class project? Um, we did uh, put it as a cl- our class project. It was a game that we were making during that phase. As for challenges, you know, the, just the time management, right? You got yeah. Everyone's got a social life. Everyone's got to work to pay bills. And you're making this game on your free time. It's always just a really, really hard challenge to overcome, especially when you're doing this as an independent. Um, some other challenges, too, is just like discovering the fun, right? You got to experiment. Yeah. You got to test. You got a prototype to find that little spicy nugget that gets people to play. How, how long did it take to find the fun, then? Um, so were you on board before the fun was found or after, or how did that work? <laughs> I came in uh, uh, September 2008. Uh, it's way before the it was a school project. Um, actually, the way it became a school project, it was just sort of uh, magically came out of thin air because it happened that uh, the next uh, quarter at our school... Uh, three of us were going to be in the same class doing a capstone class. And we were like, hey, we're already working on a game. Yeah. Why not just use school time to work on the game, you know? Uh, and so that's, A, one thing that kept me in the project. Yeah. Uh, B, what kept me in the project is when they, um, when they initially got me on, they showed me all the concepts for it, and it was just like... Uh, it's just like really amazing stuff. Like I, I could see so many different routes that we could take that it really seemed like it could be a special project. And did you guys already know each other before the project, or was um, it this project that no, brought you guys together? No, funny thing. I actually put a bunch of like postings, like looking for a 2D artist. Okay, so you you posted posters around the camp, school, yeah. yeah. And then Gabe applied. I never met the guy. Nope. We sat down, we talked. I was like, this guy's cool. I invited him over to hang out with Steve and Dave, who also worked on the game, yeah. just because you need that team. You need to yeah. be able to be friends. Friends, you need to be able to work well together, or I, things go to hell. I always think yeah. games really reflect the team that made them. And Gabe totally fit in, and we were just like, "Cool, he's, he's our man." So I was, I was really nervous for that uh, for that initial meeting. I think the, really? Yeah. The the day that the the day before, I like I, I don't know if you remember this. I came in with like uh, with like hand drawn animations, you know, like like literally like really? flip animations. You remember this? I had a, I had a uh, I don't. But this is cool. Yeah, it was, it was a picture. Of, uh, we, we should put we should put it on the website because it's kind of funny. It was uh, hand drawn animation of Gimbal kind of screaming. Uh, 
just really nervous. So what really brought you to this project is their clear direction, or at least what they wanted to do. That's what inspired you to join. Yeah, it seemed like they had a really clear idea of what they wanted, and it seemed like it was going to go places. And so what were some of the other challenges? How long did it take to find the fun? Because I think that is, you know, that's um, definitely the, the hard part, and how do yeah, you determine? Yeah, it's not the hard part. It's not an exact science. Yeah. Um, it was weird. We, when we got the color matching going, that was fun, but it wasn't enough, right? And then Nick Guido, one of our programmers, um, actually added physics to the game, just gravity effects. So when you jump off the line, you're always magnetically going to catch back to it. But when you put that in, the whole game just changed. We're like, whoa, yeah. this is way cooler now. So physics always win. If yes. I recall, actually, the physics was a complete accident. Right. <laughs> it's just like he was he was just messing around trying to make uh, trying to make Gimbal be able to jump off the line and land on the line. Yeah. And then it just turned into this crazy uh, way of playing where, like, you, your 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 direction was affected by the line, so each line had had its own gravity, and you could do all sorts of crazy things. And did you guys meet once a week then to work on this, or how, how was the timeline? While um, you guys were... We right now, as as right now, is um, the whole artist and the uh, audio team meets every Tuesday to talk about the work they've done. And then on Thursday, we talk with the programmers and design in general, and then we schedule. You know, every once in a while, these marathon sessions where we just stay up all night and crank out content sure. for the game. So you pretty much have two meetings a week. Yes, two, maybe three. And um, you know, where where is it at right now? So you said it started in 2008. You know, and now it's been about a year and a half. Right. Uh, the game is nearing completion because our end goal is to submit it into the Dream Pool Play Festival sure. in 2010. Um, we got a lot. You know, we got a lot of content ready. We just got to kind of smooth and polish the project so it's cool. So it's it's aiming to be like on Xbox Live or something. Yeah, Xbox Live, indie Xbox, arcade. We'll see where it goes. And have you been doing play testing while you're developing this? What were some of the other things that you've had to change or adapt to as you're developing? Actually, I wish we probably did more play testing, To be honest with you, yeah. um, it's kind of hard to find play tests because everyone's so busy. But uh, but it's really important. You know, you, you show it to people, they always these are either a brutally honest or just point out something that just seems so commonsensical, like oh, why didn't I do that? So, um, we, you know, we're probably going to schedule some more playtests and kind of just polish the game out. It was, it was much easier to playtest when we were still in college because yeah, we, yeah. we could just hold sessions in one of the labs, you know, and get like 10 or 15 people to play the game. Sure. You get a lot of great feedback doing that. So now that you're out of school, how are you balancing, you know, getting this done with all these other obligations? Tough. It's super tough because, you know, I have a job. I'm, I'm just going to speak for myself. Gabe, you can jump in. But, you know, I have a job. Um, that's nine to five. Uh, I'm also working on another project for DePaul that takes up a lot of my time, and I also work on Gimbal. So it's a mad balancing act of trying to fit everything in. Um, but I think that's what it is about being independent, right? You have no money. You just, you got to do it in your free time. It's for the love of just making games. So. And um, you know, what do you see then as as the top learning lessons you've had as as you've developed this game? I mean, what what are you now going to you know, you usually learn something from every project, so what have you learned that you're going to take forward in future projects? Uh, I think that the most important thing is to really care about the project. Uh, that's number one. Okay. Okay. <laughs> that's awesome. 
And uh, it's a real state of it's a, it's a truth, yeah. Point and honest. Yeah. Definitely that rings very true. So and um, you know, moving forward, what other games are you looking into? Uh, thinking about developing? Are you just focused on this or um, like I said, I, I am working on Devil's Studio Fork, which was a game that got nominated for the Independent Game Festival. Yeah. So I'm also working on that project as well as Gimbal. So those are my two focus right now. Those are what I'm going for. What happens after that, I don't know. I, I can't concentrate on more than one thing. Sure. So. Yeah. Well, right now I'm unemployed, so mostly I'm looking for a job. Uh, and it, go ahead. Until Go Gimbal Go is done, I just want to work on Go Gimbal Go, you know? Yeah, and where do you see, I guess, the future of the games that you like going? I mean, where do you see these types of games that you're developing going in the future? Independent games? Oh, uh, yeah, independent games and even um, specific type of game that you made. Well, for independent games, it seems, uh, it seems like the kind of, like... The system is now in place, right? Yeah. There's markets that you can release your game on and make a profit. There's places to actually like market your game, like get people's attention, like through the festivals, through the indie blogs. Um, definitely, magazines are starting to pick up on it too. So the fact that I'd say a culture is now in the last couple of years is surrounded in independent games that I have never seen before at all. I mean, I, I remember any independent games didn't really get on my radar until like '05, and they've been around for a while. But that's when I, I think things started to develop. Yeah. So I think it's actually like a legit part of the gaming sphere now, and it's happened just in the last couple of years, which is really cool and exciting. I think that uh, independent games of uh, you know it, it takes time, it takes effort to make a game, and yeah. it takes a lot to make a game really show itself. So I think that what's great about independent games is that the only way to, to rise above uh, all the AAA games that are out is to really do something you know a little bit different. You can't make uh, Call of Duty independently because you just don't have the resources. But what yeah. you can do is you can make something really interesting. You know that maybe was you know, te uh, technically easy to make yeah. or uh, comparatively easy to make, but just like there's that spark there that you, you don't get in a, in a AAA game. And where can folks find out more information about your game? Uh, is there a place to download stuff? Uh, well, we have a website, uh, gimbalockstudios.com. Uh, well can you spell that? Uh, G-I-M-B-A-L-L-O-C-K-S-T-U-D-I-O-S.com. Great. And anything else? Uh, any other ways to get a uh, hold of the game? Yeah. Uh, you can you can check out a couple of our uh, videos on YouTube. Uh, just search uh, Go Gimbal Go. Thank you very much.